Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Barbell Powercast. I am your host, Dr. Seth Myers, a sports chiropractor in Sherman, Texas. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk about uh, rehab. And if your rehab program is set up for you, if you should be uh, looking at uh, other styles of rehab, looking at other activities to be doing, things of that nature. So let's dive right in. So um, I see this a lot. Um with some of the patients that I have um, who have been to other providers or maybe sometimes in the gym, um, when it comes to rehabbing different conditions, um, a lot of times people are given exercises, stretches, mobilizations, things of that nature to do at home on their own. And uh, something that kind of jumps out at me from time to time, especially in the more athletic population, is whether or not um, the rehab exercises are actually making a difference in that person. And so what I mean is, um, if you're given an exercise, well, let's take a step back. So let's say someone's got some knee pain. Um, and through the exam, uh, we notice, let's just, again, for example, let's just say it's patellar tendinopathy. Um, the load through the patella has just been, uh, a little bit higher or spiked up recently. And so now we're kind of taking, uh, not necessarily a break from training, but we're trying to specifically build up strength and resilience in the tendon. Um, and maybe even some hip muscles, quads, things of that nature. Um, so in that example, uh, a lot of times I see people given, um, exercises that are pretty low in terms of overall load for that person. Um, and those exercises that they're given might not be tough enough or strenuous enough to really cause any changes in the tissues, uh, physiologically, mechanically, all those things. Um, and so I'm talking about some things such as like, okay, let's again, uh, with the idea of an athletic population person talk about, um, doing some sort of like banded clams or um, maybe some monster walk type things. And I'm not saying that these are bad exercises at all. I even use some of those in the office. Um, But the reality is if someone can squat, let's say 500 pounds, not that I see a ton of people that squat 500 pounds, but they can squat 500 pounds and you give them a little green TheraBand to kind of walk back and forth on, the odds that that is creating a high enough stimulus to create some sort of adaptation is not super likely. Now that's not to say we can't make it more challenging by just making them do more sets and reps. Um, But the reality is if we have a goal of changing tissues, um, especially mechanically, um, and getting those tissues to adapt to some sort of load, that load needs to be some level of difficulty. But obviously you can extrapolate that across any population. And so um, even the people who aren't necessarily in the athletic world, um, but they come in for rehab and they get exercise as home care, we want to make sure that they're getting an appropriate dose of the exercise. So some people, it might be super basic and um, that is challenging for them to where they are, you know, maybe breaking a light sweat. Um, It's difficult. They're getting a muscle burn, things of that nature. But as I said earlier, I see time in and time and time again, that people are given exercises that are just very, very simple, lightweight, um, body weight, um, things of that nature, um, and they aren't progressed through that to kind of dose how difficult it should be for them. So if we've got a population of people who are 
maybe a bit stronger, more athletic, you name it. Um, and we're looking at different movements to try and increase strength, uh, adaptations, resiliency, things of that nature to tissues. Then we should be grading up the exercise to, to match that. Um, and so, again, just kind of going back to the big point, um, if you've got some sort of condition where there's pain, and as part of the process for rehabbing that issue, um, you're working with somebody, whether it's a physio, whether it's PT, um, chiropractor, even strength and conditioning coach, they're giving you some exercises. If those exercises don't feel very strenuous, if they're very easy to do, um, odds are, number one, we're probably not making the uh, physical adaptations that we might think that we are. So for example, we might not be making actually bigger, stronger muscles. Maybe we're just going through some motions and getting some blood flow to the area. Um, and then on top of that, we could probably get a little bit better effect if we were making some cha like physiological changes by getting stronger. And that's not necessarily to say that just strength is the predictor for pain or getting people out of pain, uh, but that's what your goal is and you're set up on a plan that isn't doing that, then it could probably be better if that uh, was being accomplished by an exercise that was a bit more challenging. Um, <clears throat> so again, um, making sure that we've got uh, appropriately dosed exercise care, making sure that uh, that can be progressed, assuming that we can do those things, or regress. So let's say you are on some sort of exercise program and uh, the things that you're doing are somewhat challenging. Um, and maybe those things flare up some symptoms. Um, what's really, really great to be able to do is actually regress um, the home care stuff if needed to be able to still do some sort of exercise or get some sort of load in, um, but not be super, super flared up all the time. So if you can go up and down this ladder of trying to have progressions and regressions for the exercises, uh, that's really, really great to know. So if, if you're, again, a patient or clinician or whatever who is getting or giving exercises and we're not kind of checking the boxes in terms of making the exercise somewhat difficult, making sure we've got progressions and regressions for that, um, and making sure the person understands that it should be difficult, um, and actually using the RPE scale, kind of like what we talked about in the last episode, can all be things that I think could be maybe fine-tuned to make our rehab uh, just a little bit better. Um, <clears throat> and I guess uh, just to keep ranting for a little bit. So um, I think another thing to consider, especially as it relates to um, getting some sort of adaptation, is the specificity to our sport or the thing that we're going to do. So I definitely think that isolating certain areas, certain muscle groups can be beneficial, but if it's not really mimicking the thing that we want to get back to, um, maybe we'd be better off finding an exercise that mimics the thing we want to get back to. So I guess using the knee example, there's a ton of people who do, and myself included, might even do some hip strengthening exercises. Um, but the reality is, let's say my goals are squatting or sprinting or whatever. Um, if I don't have something that looks like a squat or something that looks like a maneuver I might do for sprinting, um, and I'm doing hip banded stuff, you know, side clams, Jane Fonda's, whatever, those are one pretty basic, but two is getting really, really good and strong at a clam exercise going to transfer into me having a 
less painful squat, uh, squatting with better performance, things of that nature. Um, I, I think the answer is no, um, but that's kind of my opinion. Um, and again, I'm not trying to suggest that those are necessarily bad exercises, but um, especially as we start progressing through rehab, and we've kind of gotten exercises that are good to get the adaptations we want, if we can mold the exercises that we're doing or the patient's doing to make it look a little bit more specific to the thing that they're trying to do, I think that's kind of a ultimate setup for um, getting back on track uh, as fast as possible uh, with the least amount of flare-ups uh, and with the best amount of carryover. Um, so I guess again to reiterate, you know, rehab or exercises for rehab should be challenging. They should be getting a good muscle burn. People should be maybe breaking out in a light sweat, things of that nature. Um, they should be able to progress and regress as needed. You know, if symptoms are you know pretty well managed, and just like last point, things aren't super super tough. We should be able to make it more challenging for them. Uh, if they've got a time where it's flared up, we should be able to give people options for uh, regressing. And then as we get further in the rehab process, especially if someone's an athlete, especially if someone's got very specific goals. We should try and make those rehab exercises kind of accommodate or look more specific to the, the sport that they're doing um, as best as possible. Like sometimes there might not be a great, great option for that. But, but anyway, so if, if uh, your rehab exercises don't look like that, I would maybe consider trying to find someone who can get that set up for you um, or, uh, or maybe just doing a little bit of homework on your, on your own end. Um, anyway, that's kind of a little rant about rehab exercises, things that I see, things that I think that can be improved. Um, but again, that, this one, this episode is mostly just kind of my opinion and uh, rant on the topic. But if you've got any topics, any ideas that you would love to hear me talk about, um, by all means, uh, shoot me a message probably on Instagram is best. So at barbell underscore Cairo. Um, so let me know. Let me know if there's anything you want me to uh, chat about or got any questions. And uh, make sure you subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks. Bye-bye.